Peace, what's up, y'all? This is Comedy right now. You're checking out my girl, Indy. Y'all stay in tune, all right? Every once in a while, we gotta stop. We gotta stop and take stock. Basically, revisiting your relationship, I would say every three to six months. The whole paying half thing, I just... It's like, okay, you have 400 and I have 400. We're gonna put up... It's kind of cheesy. It's like... If I have the six and you have the two mm-hmm. and things need to be done, I'm just going to give the six. This is the thing. And this is the bottom line. We don't belong to anyone. Mm. We don't. We're spirits. Mm. We don't belong. We're free. We don't belong to anyone. Our flesh puts us in a position where we have to make choices. Mm. And we need to be responsible for our choices. Point blank, period. Yo, yo, what up? DJ Rampage, Global Rampage Sound, all of that. Right now, we rocking out with my homegirl, my princess, my queen, Indy. Holla. So a lot of times, we have these pint people that want to get with these gallon people. <laughs> and it just don't work. Well, <laughs> let me play devil's advocate. Am I the pint or the gallon? I You're the gallon. Know. Okay, okay. <laughs> From lifestyle to entertainment and important worldviews, this is Independent Lens. I am your host, Indy Smith, and your voice matters. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Independent Lens. I am your host, Indy Smith, and I have the privilege of speaking with an amazing doctor today. It's Dr. Elsie Coe. Now, let me just run down some of uh, her background and her actual credentials, which are amazing. She is CEO, lead physician, online leadership course for physicians. She is chief medical officer at American Endovascular Care. She won the Physician of the Year finalist in 2018 in New Jersey, New Jersey Business Magazine Healthcare Hero Award, six-time winner of a Patient's Choice Award. I mean, it goes on and on and on. She's here with us today, and we're going to have a great conversation just about what's going on with COVID, what's going on with our doctors, how we can support our doctors more, and how we can support doctors in the future, because apparently we're in shortage. Can't believe that right now. But Dr. Ko, how are you? Hi, thank you so much for that great introduction, Indy. I appreciate it. I mean, you know, I'm in, those who know me know I'm in school. I'm getting my doctorate in psychology. And that's nothing compared to medical school. So the accolades are all deserving. Oh, I love psychology. Actually, I majored in psychology. So I think it's awesome that you're doing that. Okay. So tell us, doctor, what's going on in your world? Because every doctor is different and you're endovascular doctor, but What's going on in your world with this COVID-19 situation? So thank you for asking that, Indy, because you're right. Everyone's dealing with this differently. I'm a physician who works uh, in the outpatient vascular center. So a lot of patients don't know what that is, but it's basically an outpatient center where you're going to a place to get a minimally invasive surgical procedure, something that you might need for your circulation in your legs, you might have, uh, you know, varicose veins. You might have problems walking because you get cramps in your legs after one block. Or you might be on dialysis. You might have fibroids, you know, and you're bleeding from your fibroids. And you're so afraid to go to the hospital. These are all outpatient centers that are removed 
from the hospital and it's it is so it's very very safe because we screen the patients and everyone wears masks i think patients need to know that if you have chronic illnesses that there is a way for you to get treatment without having to go to the hospital if you're afraid now i do want patients to know that the hospitals are so much more organized now there's no chaos like before in the beginning when we didn't know what we're dealing with so they've separated the units they've they have a whole different mindset of how things need to work the workflows are different it's cleaner so if you have a problem you can't get in touch with your doctor you need to call someone else call another doctor call a doctor friend go to the outpatient centers make sure you do not delay because i've seen a lot of problems where patients are coming into the hospital and they end up with disastrous uh, complications when they go to the emergency room well it's interesting that you say that because that's not from an outsider looking in like it's great we're having this conversation because you're an insider. But for an outsider looking in, it's not perceived as being safe. Like, we're getting messages to stay away, stay out of the hospitals. And why do you think the media isn't... Hmm, how can I say this without insulting well, yeah, the media? Right. I'm, like, I'm, in, I'm in media, but I just don't understand how the rhetoric helps. Is the media gaining more advertising dollars because they're maintaining rhetoric? Why do you think the media isn't saying what you're saying? Look, the hospitals are clean. We are in a more controlled environment right now. We have a handle on this. You're fine to come in for this, go here. Why do you think no one's saying that? Uh, I think in part because, like you said, they don't know. Uh, They're not inside. They're not seeing what we're seeing. And maybe just the word hasn't gone out there. And maybe also because they've been just focused on, you know, the media tends to focus more on the negative, uh, I think, in my opinion. And we need to focus on going forward. How do we help? How do we stay positive? How do we move move from where we are and get out of this? Because people don't even want to watch the news now. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, I don't want to watch it. I literally, I watch the news to find out what the governor is saying about going out or staying in. Like, the rules. Like, I watch the news for the rules. I don't watch the news for any of the, especially the healthcare information. Like, I, I'm, well, I'm fortunate. I get the opportunity to speak to individuals as yourself. And so I kind of have an in, you know, and I have a relationship with other doctors. But, yeah, I don't watch the news for any of my medical care. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, just, I, just, and I don't blame you. I mean, I don't blame people not wanting to watch anymore. But I think the, the point is, and the reason why I'm talking to you, Andy, and I really appreciate you putting me on your um, podcast. I, we need to tell people that, you know, this is going to go on longer than we think, especially mm. in the New York tri-state area. And we're going to have to adapt. So learn how to use telehealth. Learn how to... Um, take care of yourself and listen to what your doctors told you to do before. If you can't get into your doctor, be proactive, proactive and reach out to another doctor, reach out to another clinic. Um, call, you, you can call us at uh, AmericanEndovascular.com. You can look us up, American Endovascular, and we'll help you find a place. But there's places that people can go to that you might not even know of. 
and help your loved one, someone who has diabetes, hypertension. They got, uh, you know, we're trying to we're trying to prevent amputations. That's what we do. We, right. we treat patients, and we see patients going to the emergency room with black legs, and then it's too late. And you don't want to be. And if you're you're a mother, or father, your grandparents, maybe yourself, you have a problem. We have a, like a sore in your foot, and you don't know what to do about it, and it gets worse and worse. And people are so afraid of COVID that they don't even get help. Right. I knew, I knew somebody who, uh, a young person who um, hurt her ankle and didn't go to the emergency room for a week. Meanwhile, she ruptured her Achilles tendon, which is this big tendon in the back of your heel. That's a surgical emergency. She was just so afraid of getting COVID, so she didn't go. Oh my and God. it wasn't until her sister reached out to me and I said, she's got to go now because you're not going to be able to fix this, you know? Right. So people, people do need to know that when something happens and you normally would have gone to the emergency room, you got to go. you got to right. go. Right. Well, when we yeah. come back, we're going to discuss the extension of this COVID and, and a new way of life. You just mentioned something really key. So I want to tap into that. Um, all right, everybody. Stay tuned. Dr. Ko is with me today. We'll be back. At Metropolitan College of New York, education demonstrates the power of purpose to transform the lives of individual students and their communities. Purpose-centered education is their powerful model, which immerses students in the practice of developing, implementing, and analyzing their lives. For more information on enrollment and available courses, please visit mcny.edu or call 212-343-1234. Again, you can call 212-343-1234. Hey everyone, it's your girl Indy on Independent Lens. We are here with Dr. Elsie Coe and she is a blessing because she has the insiders information and view on what's going on with not only COVID-19, but what's going on with doctors and administrators overall. Um, Dr. Cole, we were just discussing, you mentioned this is going to go on. We have to get used to this. I think that's a reality that not all of us are um, comfortable with, but from a medical perspective, why do you think this is a new way of life for us? Why do you think we're going to be dealing with this for a while? And what does a while look like, in your opinion? I think it depends on where you live on Earth. Uh, new Zealand people are going as usual. There's zero deaths from COVID apparently right now. In the U.S. and different parts of whatever state you're in, we're going to have to deal with this longer just because of the concentration of the virus here. And until we have a way of learning uh, how many people actually have it, having everyone get tested in a timely fashion to see antibodies uh, in patients who didn't necessarily have a COVID test before to see if they're actually immune, to have a vaccine available, that's when we're going to be really safe. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that we're not going to be able to get out of shelter in place. I think we will sooner than than we hopefully think. Right. And, and, uh, but we're going to have to live in a different way for a while, you know, six, six feet apart, you know, working in a different way that's more conducive to, you know, safety. So. Right. Wow. Okay. So in terms of, I'm trying to understand for myself, and I know there are a lot of people out there who are a bit confused. What does an antibody mean? 
What do these vaccines mean? What does it mean to be tested to see if you had it, but now you don't have it? And what are the organized steps to take in conquering this? So, and the reason why I'm asking that is because I suffer from allergies. And um, back in February, towards the end of February, early March, I had a fever. I had a fever, my sinuses, like my eyes were itching. Um, But it was 24 hours. It was like a 24-hour bug. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I wonder if I had it, I just got over it quicker. I didn't have all the symptoms. Um, So for me, who, or anyone else like me, who might have a cold or might feel sick, but they're not sick for long, should we be tested? And if so, what are we being tested for? And if we did have it and got over it, do we need a vaccine? Who needs a vaccine? I know I have a bunch of questions. <laughs> Gosh, you to have questions like that, you must be a very smart person because you 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 think very logically. Well, very logical. I need. Well, the thing is, I need to see it. It's one thing to hear someone yeah. say something; it's another yeah. thing to see it and understand it. So I know. Yeah. Like, I don't know what is an antibody. What what's the difference with an antibody and a vaccine? I just don't understand these things, and I don't want anyone putting anything in my body unless I know what it is so (laughs) yeah so I totally get it so let's talk first with the nasal swabs and because that's how basically people are testing um if you even have an active infection uh so if you have an active infection if you if you think you have COVID you should be able to get tested and right now in the United States there's such strict guidelines and only certain people can get tested I think that's frustrating if I were you and you're congested, you don't know if it's allergies or not, I'd want to know. I'd want to know if I have it or not. Then I could do something about it. That means I can take the appropriate vitamins that people are saying to take. You know, vitamin C and zinc are people are talking about. Well, people uh, are so saying that, but but I don't think they really want people to talk about that. Because apparently now, if you mention vitamin C and zinc and all these... Um, you know, I know. Because like, it's so controversial. Yeah. You don't want people going crazy over it. Because, you know what? You know what? We keep learning new things every day. And that's what we have to keep in mind. You have to keep an open mind as we go forward that things are going to change. Nothing's black and white. All we can do is say maybe this, maybe that. That's the problem. So what I can tell you is maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, Andy, if you are infected and you're not that ill, just stay inside and don't give anyone else what you have. Your family members, your friends, don't start hanging out socially with them. Um, quarantine yourself. Be intelligent about it. That's how things are working right now. If Now, if you have a fever and you, you need to go get tested, you know, so you need to call your doctor and find out if something, if you can't breathe, if you, if you have stomachache. There's so many different symptoms that are coming up that people didn't realize was COVID all along. Mm. So we're learning along the way. The antibodies are basically after you've had the COVID, your body starts developing antibodies. And the antibodies are in your plasma. Okay. okay? Like you're talking about plasma. And, and they're asking people, please go donate your plasma if you've had a COVID infection. Because you could save people's lives. And we're seeing some unbelievable results with that. So, so basically, what saved me or how I got better if I had it could potentially help someone else with the exactly. same... Exactly. Okay. 
and now more and more there's more and more testing for the antibodies so for instance new york blood center which is different from the red cross and this is elusive to me because i had to go through this for a patient the new york blood center is now accepting donations from people who have uh, antibody tests so they take some blood Mm -hmm. and they find out that you had covid and you're immune to COVID, the strain that's out there right now, and you can donate and save somebody's life. Um, the Red Cross, however, they say you need to have a nasal swab and the antibody test, both. So I don't get it. I think in the future, we're just going to need, you know, if you think you had COVID and you want to donate blood, then go, uh, you know, go to New York Blood Center. Wow. Okay. First things first, everyone needs to take care of themselves first. And then, you know, we can get into helping to save others. But that says to me, for the mere fact that they have, they want to do antibody testing, that means that it speaks to my, um, I guess my, uh, (laughs) I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. So it speaks to the side of, well, guess what? If you're doing a lot of antibody testing and multiple people have actually, I wouldn't say been cured of it, but recovered from it or didn't have as many horrific symptoms of it, then this isn't, hmm, it isn't as bad as the media is portraying it. That's right. Do you know, like it, so... So what are you really trying to get me to do? Are you trying to get me to take these vaccines? And what's what's in the vaccines? But you know what? I'm a conspiracy theorist. We are going to come back and discuss that some more and other topics on the future of healthcare. So everybody, Dr. Elsie Coe is with me and we will be back and you should come back too. Ladies, are you tired of bundles that don't last? Well, at Total Glory Beauty, their 100% human virgin hair is made to flow, bounce, and blend to perfection. Products include bundles, closures, frontals, 360 wigs, and a variety of other beauty products for your specific beauty needs. Total Glory Beauty stands by their quality seal of approval. For fabulous hair, visit TotalGloryBeauty.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Total Glory Beauty. The leader in beauty. At Metropolitan College of New York, education demonstrates the power of purpose to transform the lives of individual students and their communities. Purpose-centered education is their powerful model which immerses students in the practice of developing, implementing, and analyzing their lives. For more information on enrollment and available courses, please visit mcny.edu or call 212-343-1234. Again, you can call 212-343-1234. Welcome back, everybody. I am Indy Smith, your host of Independent Lens. And today I'm talking with Dr. Elsie Coe. And she's helping me figure a few things out. Not only just COVID, just our healthcare system. So, doctor, before we took the break, um, I was speaking on the intention behind these vaccines. Like, I'm not against vaccines. I've, I had a vaccine when I was a little girl. Like, I've had them. And, by the way, 
I've never had chicken pox and I never had the measles. I never had them. I never had any of those childhood diseases ever. Like, and I've been around people <laughs> and never caught them. So I don't know if I need to give my antibodies for like that stuff, but I never had a problem with any of that. Right. You know, right. I don't, yeah. And I knock on wood. No, no shingles, no shingles. But, um, what is the intention with these vaccines? Because my thing is, if you don't know, and we're hearing it, we don't know what this is. We don't know what this is. Well, if you don't know what it is, and you have some people that have all the symptoms, some people have less symptoms, people that recover, people that don't recover, how can you create a vaccine for something that you don't know what it is? Yeah, um... Very good question. I mean, it's that's why it takes forever to develop these things, the vaccine. And a vaccine is just a way to try and get your immune system revved up with antibodies that's going to fight an infection that you potentially can get into contact with. And, and, and this thing we know spreads two to three times more than just the regular flu. Mm-hmm. So um, the chances are that most of us, more people have it than we even think. I mean, a lot more. Right. Right. So the point of the vaccine is really to help um, people survive, especially the people who are with chronic illnesses, the patients who are older, you know, people who live in areas where it's not a rural area, it's just a city like New York City, where you're in close quarters and there's no way you can avoid people. Right. So, you know, that's, that's what we're talking about. Hmm. So, so the vaccine takes a long time because it needs to be tested in animals first. Mm-hmm. They have to make, and then they have to do trials on humans. And you know, there's many, many companies that are trying to develop it. And yes, it is a financial gain too. Right. So and they don't want to talk about that. But um, there's uh, there's like three different ways to create it. You can create it with a live virus that's get injected into you, or it could be inactivated virus the one that's not live or it could be a genetically modified one. Okay, when you said that's not live, so basically a virus that's not spreading in a person? Right, so that it's not, exactly. So it's not, uh, it has components of the virus, but it's not, um, it's a killed version of that germ. Ah. Okay, so I guess people who would would qualify for the antibody who had it but has recovered they will be considered it's it's not live like it's um they've recovered from it but it still kind of exists in them so this way we can utilize their plasma and test it against that to see what happens in that case right the problem with the inactivated vaccines is not going to provide the same kind of protection that's as strong as the live ones okay. because it, and it requires multiple doses uh, usually to get the long-term immunity mm-hmm. compared to the live ones, which are, you know, much more robust. Just like the measles, mumps, and rubella, chicken pox, those are all live vaccines. Okay. Now, see, now it's becoming so much more clear. So... <laughs> We spoke on um, the other show with Lenny Green and we were talking about the future of doctors and the lack thereof because there are no residency slots open. Um, Would you say in a time like this, if you've gone through, if if a student's gone through a certain number of years of medical school 
and now you were needing people on the front lines would going directly from medical school into the emergency rooms, into the hospitals, into the urgent care centers, and just starting work, would that be acceptable for a residency? Because we need hands-on. Like, so a lot of there's a lot of the residents in New York City actually are hands-on. In mm-hmm. fact, you know, they're the ones in the front lines, and we we've seen residents who have, have died from the virus. You know. Not, luckily, not that many, but still, any life is worth its weight in gold. So, right. um, so the residents are being used to be in the front lines, to be in the ICU, to be in the in the ER, to be on the floors taking care of COVID patients. Yeah. Okay. And you mentioned I worked, I worked in New York City as a resident and an intern, so I know exactly what they're going through. Right. But I mean, I'm not not the COVID part, but yeah. right, just the intense. Yeah. Amount of yeah, it's like, very intense very intense okay and you mentioned um that there is a uh there's a lack of communication there's a lack of um i guess social maybe even emotional intelligence going on between yeah. yeah between the physicians and the administrators can you explain why well, I don't know if you know about managed care versus a fee-for-service. It's, it's too complex for this talk, but in, in the end, what happens is physicians kind of lost handle on um, the business side of healthcare, and uh, and as such, are just being told what to do. And as a result, we don't have the, the direction that we need in healthcare. If, if I were a patient, I'd want to make sure that the, a doctor is sitting on the senior leadership board, because then I'm going to know that someone is taking into account the clinic, the quality of the care that I'm getting, you know? And so as a public, we need uh, awareness and we need to vote and we need to fight together to make sure that there is a clinician, a, a physician on the top uh, leading uh, the way healthcare is being organized. Because then we know, I mean, we need to work side by side with the business, business administrators, physicians do, and it's not happening. It's not happening. Hmm. And Why is it not happening is in part because there's a clash in cultures. Um, business person um, feels that physicians don't make great leaders and physicians don't trust the business people. We need to just come together and we need to just work it out. And part of the reason, part of my uh, impetus for for starting Lead Physician, which is an online course for uh, leadership for physicians, is that in part it's, it's our fault, but it's not our fault. And nobody wants to talk about it because... Right. Now, physicians in general have high egos. They study their butts off. There's a reason why people put them on a pedestal. We're experts. But we we are also human, and we don't know the right leadership methods that is uh, congruent with, like, collaborating and working with business leaders, understanding what's going on uh, from the financial side. We need to understand that. We need to understand how to talk like a leader and be able to get along and understand and listen uh, in order to make effective change. And now business people need to understand the value of having a doctor on the top. So it's like, you know, both sides, everyone needs a little bit of coaching, a little bit of emotional intelligence to work, right, right. together. Right. And it's not intuitive sometimes. People just discount that. Yes, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely <laughs> right. You are. You're absolutely right. And, well, I always say this. People don't care until they have to. Exactly. You know? People don't care until they have to. And so that one thing about our situation right now dealing with COVID-19 is that it's making you stop 
And what you do in that time of pause is going to make the difference of how you come out on the other side. And then how you come out on the other side is going to affect how other people come out on the other side. So we're all connected. There's no separation here. As much as people want, uh, we're told to be separated right now. We really, there is no separation in terms of the spiritual aspect and the emotional aspect with this. And, you know, and psychological. So... It's amazing hearing I, I you say that. I love what you just said there, because that's exactly what I, I believe. Everyone needs to see this as this pause. What are you going to do with it? You know, mm. are you going to sit at home and binge watch Netflix and worry and have fear and anxiety and, and just spiral down and with your family? Or are you going to step up and say, you know what? I'm going to use this moment and maybe it's just 90 days. I Maybe I'm going to use this moment right now to the best of my ability to pivot myself in a way that I'm going to be able to thrive with my family. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure out what we're going to do that we haven't done before. Let's think outside the box together and let's, let's educate ourselves while we have the time or do something different that's going to allow me to um, survive. Right, right. Wow. You've said a mouthful. That being said, we'll be back. This is Independent Lens with Dr. Elsico. Ladies, are you tired of bundles that don't last? Well, at Total Glory Beauty, their 100% human virgin hair is made to flow, bounce, and blend to perfection. Products include bundles, closures, frontals, 360 wigs, and a variety of other beauty products for your specific beauty needs. Total Glory Beauty stands by their quality seal of approval. For fabulous hair, visit TotalGloryBeauty.com and follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Total Glory Beauty, the leader in beauty. This is Independent Lens. I am Indy Smith. And remember, your voice matters. And right now... Dr. Ko's voice matters because I'm getting a wealth of information from her and just a great conversation in general. Um, It's not often that you speak to a physician, Dr. Ko, and you can just have a conversation. Usually it's very technical. Don't do this. Do this. We're recommending this. Watch out for this. Um, I can't talk to you about this. So it's good that we can just have this conversation. What do you want to... I love it, yes. Yeah, what do you want to leave people with? Like, what what are some of your suggestions right now? Not just for COVID, but what do you want to tell our future leaders and doctors wanting to be doctors? Um, Women, yes, I'm going there. Also, women who want to be endovascular surgeons and care professionals. Like, what do you want to leave everyone what do you want to leave them yeah the bottom line is if you want to be a leader in your field or if you want to be a surgeon or if you want to be uh whatever the entrepreneur learn what it is that you are passionate about find out your strengths first set a goal set a goal that's like bigger than you can ever even imagine that you would be absolutely so happy to do and that's not going to hurt others that can help you thrive and start from that and then work your way towards that as if it's already happened. So I want you to believe and get it because a lot of times our self-image and our inner voice holds us back. Right. When you when you set goals, you write it down and you start working um, 
you're working with that goal in, in the forefront of your mind and take three small actions every day towards that goal, that's how you manifest it. That's how I've been able to do what I do. Otherwise, there's no way I could have done what I did. You need to start believing in yourself. And the way you do that is um, you got to study. you got to study to develop yourself every day. Mm. And this is the perfect time, I think, for people to, you know, if you say, I want to be calmer, I want to be more successful, I want to be healthier, write them all down, write these goals down, put it on a vision board, look at it every day, believe it every day. And you might not, you might think you're a fraud in the beginning because I did, you know, you might feel like an imposter. But once you start visualizing and reading it every day and taking action every day, you're going to get these small wins and you're going to get more excited. And next thing you know, you're on your way. That's how you do it. Wow. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much. And I know you're passionate about people donating plasma right now and it's really needed. Um, yes, so yes. I, I, I recommend that people look into that more, but how can people find you if they have any questions, um, if they want to know about donating plasma, if they have, if they're afraid and they want to speak to a doctor to help them find another doctor because, you know, they're afraid to go to the emergency rooms, how can you be found? And what is your social media? Okay, so... If you're a patient and you have, you know, circulation problems in your leg or you're, you ha- you know somebody who has problems with blockages or you have varicose veins or you have fibroids or any questions you have, just come to find us. We're in the New York Tri-State area at AmericanEndovascular.com or you can just call 1-833-PAD-EXPERT. Okay, PAD expert. And if you want to reach me directly to ask me anything that we talked about on a personal level, it's info at drlcco.com, D-R-E-L-S-I-E-K-O-H.com. Thank you so much, Indy, for this. I, I really appreciate it. I think you're doing a wonderful job in what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I'm Look, I'm trying. I just stay focused and stay consistent with the purpose or my purpose, which is give the truth. Find people that have truth to tell and just get it out there. So That's awesome. I love that. I'm so grateful. Well, we will definitely be in touch. Please, everyone, stay in touch with Dr. Ko. She is a wealth of information and an advocate source, clearly. Like, you can just tell. Like, you're an advocate as well as a physician. So stay in touch with her. And this has been another episode of Independent Lens. I am grateful to all of you listeners. And if you need me, you can follow me at Indy Smith or Ask Indy on Facebook and Indy's Lens on Instagram. Please email me and let's have the conversation. Well, that wraps up another episode of Independent Lens. I'm your host, Indy Smith. And thank you for hanging out with me and taking part in the conversation. Remember, Your voice matters.